Welcome to episode 207 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello! And Matt Cassell. Hello! It is Monday night, August 7th, and tonight we're going to dip into a cornucopia of comic news. We're going to talk a little Miller World being bought by Netflix, a little uh, Josh Brolin cable image release, and we're going to talk a little non-comic news, which is the Karate Kid YouTube sitcom special series. You, it's it's going to be on YouTube? I didn't... Oh, Seriously, boy. yeah. Okay, I just read... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> we'll need to get to that. Uh, <laughs> we, will, we will definitely definitely get to that. But before we get to it, we get to housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. Something that's also on YouTube, McSauce, is on YouTube. We do some videos there. But mainly, we do a podcast, a comic strip, and reviews of the comic books that Paul reads every week. On McSauce.com. If you'd like to react to us, you can go to our Facebook page. If you'd like to tweet at us, you can do that. Gin underscore McSauce. Lil Depressed Matt. The Sauce. You can hit us up on any of those handles. You can also find some of our work on Instagram. We have sketches and finished comics on the uh, McSauce Instagram page. So check us out there. So we're, we're we're dominating social media, all all the social media. We don't have a Pinterest page, but don't worry. I don't, I don't we'll know if there. we're dominating social media. Dominating are, social media. We participate in social media. Well, two of us. Yeah, that's. Well, we did. Uh, Do you think if social media was invented in the early '90s, Matt would be involved? Um, it'd have to be because then he'd be he'd have sentimental. He would look back it. on it fondly. How about that? <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That was that was a good one. I like that one. Uh, Matt, what what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about '90s Darling Cable, or do you want to talk about uh, Mark Millar's Miller World being bought by Netflix? There's nothing wrong with being sentimental. No, there isn't. There absolutely isn't, but there is when you're so sentimental to a point that you can't appreciate new things because you can't get beyond your own sentimentality. And I'm not directing that at you. That is just a general statement because I know plenty of people that can't get beyond their own sentimentality for what they grew up with. Mm-hmm. So no, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong. With I mean, being, I'm with very sentimental, sentimental, but I enjoy new things. I drew Skeletor and Beast Man in a comic strip today. I'm very that's, sentimental. That's very sentimental. Uh, Paul, we can talk about any topic you want, man. Let's let's talk about Millar World. Mark Miller, Millar World. Yeah, did, I we, can't, did we decide we, that it no. was Miller? We yeah, we did. We, we decided Miller. before the show. We looked it up. It is Miller. Um, I can't stop saying Millar. So, Mark Mark Miller... Of uh, Ultimate's writing fame of Jupiter's Children, Jupiter Ascending, Jupiter Rising. What's that called? Jupiter's Circle. Jupiter's Circle. Also, uh, people would know his work on a Civil War. Not the yeah. same beats as the Civil War movie, but they got the main conflict kind of 
sort of the Captain America versus Iron Man thing. Uh, Mark Mark Miller, uh, long time prolific comic book writer, has created a bunch of properties of his own, and a world, if you will, a world, a a Miller world, and that's all been picked up by Netflix, but it hasn't just been. Um, it hasn't just the the licenses haven't been bought by Netflix to make shows from. Netflix owns the entire IPs now. That's how I read the announcement in on uh, comic book resources and directly from Mark Millar's Mark Miller's page. It it reads. You know what, Mark Miller? Don't spell your last name with an A. If it was M I L L E R, like a respectable Miller, we wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> a respectable Miller. M I L L A R. That's junk. <laughs> so yeah, it. The way that this deal looks is that they purchased the company basically in the same fashion that Warner Brothers purchased DC all those years ago, and back in two thousand and nine, Disney purchased Marvel. Mm-hmm. So it's the same kind of, same kind of idea. So I I don't know a whole lot about what Netflix is going to get out of this deal because the Mark Millar thing Jesus this is not going to end the Mark the Mark Miller we should go back and insert Miller <laughs> like have you rework like dub your voice your own voice in or maybe we'll just have we'll have matt say miller and just dub it over every time you incorrectly say we'll find we'll we'll find an app that does that has stephen hawking do it so it just says miller so i I love that that's stephen hawking's voice yeah that was a heck of an impression miller Miller. that yeah that's probably miller um (laughs) So I know Mark Miller did Ultimates. Uh, he wrote Kingsman. He wrote Kick-Ass. He also wrote Wanted. Right. Those are the big things I know Mark Miller from. And uh, the Ultimates is out because it's Marvel. Uh, in the article, Kingsman and Kick-Ass are out because they must be owned or at least licensed by someone else. Yeah, I think the movie studios have ownership over those properties. So, um, Wanted, the Angelina Jolie, James McAvoy movie, um, the comic book that I really enjoyed up until the last page. <laughs> I guess that that's going to be involved in Miller World? I think that's out. I think all the stuff You think that, that's out too? I think all the things that we've seen so far are out. So... There are still a good handful of properties that are pretty pretty um, interesting, I would have to say. There's a um, time-traveling duo comic called Chrononauts that Miller and Sean Murphy worked on. Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy with Frank Whiteley um, is another one. Also, Starlight, um, Matt. That's something that you enjoyed. The- yeah, it was kind of like a Flash Gordon esque kind of story. It was, it was pretty good actually. 
There's a book called Superior that's sort of like a Shazam sort of analog. Um, a book called Nemesis, which is sort of like the, the evil Batman. So there's a whole bunch of stuff yeah. that I think that... And I didn't even name it. Uh, the newest thing out is Reborn, which is sort of like a alternate universe, like sci-fi barbarian kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And Empress, Matt, that's another one that you really Oh, I didn't even realize Empress fell into that. I forgot about that, too. I I enjoyed the two issues that I read of that. That's the best thing that uh, I think I've read from from Mark Miller out of his line. So So there's a lot of stuff that's like prime for Netflix, I would think. That would be freaking awesome if, uh, if, if Empress came out because it's... It's so Star Warsy and and exciting. Such a good, fun story. I would absolutely love to see that translated. The budget would have to be astronomical, though, because it it's a straight up out of the you know like otherworldly kind of thing. Like it would be very expensive to do it. I'm trying to think out of these properties that we just named, which would be the most grounded for them to sort of um, dip their toe well, isn't, in. Well, isn't might be kind I read of the first good. two issues of Empress, and Empress sounds like it could easily be a quality animated venture <clears throat> because Netflix also does yeah. animated stuff. That's Voltron's true. pretty fucking awesome. That's true. I don't want to see that animated. I think it would. It should be live action. Uh, well. Matt, something tells me that you don't want to see anything animated. You're probably bristling a little bit that it's Netflix and none of these properties are going to be big screen movies where they actually matter, not dinky little television series, let alone something that isn't even a television. It's just a internet network. Well, Matt, you have Netflix. You're more prone to watch Netflix than something that's on TV because you're one of these new millennial cable cutters, right? That's right. Yep. So this falls right into your style of television watching, if there is such a thing as your style of television watching. Uh, There is a such thing as my style of television watching, and yes, this does fall into it. Uh, I hope that these kind of capture my interest more than the Marvel TV shows have. Um, I suspect that they might, uh, especially Empress. Yeah, I'd like to see these all done as live action things. I think that yeah, they're they're all quality pieces of fiction that deserve not that not that doing Voltron is like giving it short shrift or anything like that. But I think all these all these items, especially since. Netflix bought this publication, bought this uh, imprint, they're going to throw a lot of dough at making not only the comic books work, but what they make out of them work. So this is, there's a lot tied up in this, and they're going to give their all to make the Miller world as gleaming and shiny as they possibly can. I do find it interesting that the Miller world is going to essentially compete with the Marvel stuff that they have on hand. Yeah, yeah, you know, that is it, interesting. It feels a little bit like a conflict of interest, you know? Like, they own these characters now. They they flat out bought them. Yeah. Kind of the way that Disney bought Marvel and Warner Brothers bought DC. 
but Netflix is more or less renting Daredevil and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and so on. <clears throat> Are they going to kind of push their own creations a little more than any of the other Netflix series? I don't think so. I think that content there there's a constant search now for content and okay. the better that the Marvel stuff does, I think probably will promote more interest in other superhero type things. And that'll lead people to things like Empress and Chrononauts. You know, I don't think that people are going to not watch their stuff just because right. there's Marvel things available. I think that it can only be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, you're probably right, but I don't know. It kind of feels a little bit, I don't know, like a little bit of a conflict of interest to me. I think that maybe Marvel isn't excited about this announcement. Why wouldn't they be? Um, just because of the same line of thinking that you're stating here. Right, like okay. They might not push the Marvel stuff, but I, I, I think that there's room enough and there's time enough on the schedule for everything to get as much exposure as it possibly can. Right. Um, especially with the way that people's viewing schedules ha have been kind of truncated where people really like the, the advertising for shows kind of only lasts like about a month in before the show comes out and then a little bit while it's, it's going on. And then, the conversation about the show happens and then it's kind of on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And the more content that's out there, um, that can maybe tied in with this other Marvel stuff. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's th those two things are going to sort of just make each other better or get more eyes on that type of programming. So I could be totally wrong. Who knows? But, I, I think it's going to be a good thing for at least the viewer. Like I'm excited for more superhero and fantasy stuff. I think it's Netflix has proven that they can produce quality TV mm -hmm. um, out of these properties. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty jazzed up for it. They've got <clears throat> Marvel's banking juice behind them for the Marvel stuff though. Do they? How's that work? Did they pay Marvel to, get those characters to put the shows on. That's usually the way it works. These streaming services try to bid to, you know, whoever owns the rights. They basically bid out to all these services to see if they can get it. The same thing happened to the other thing we're going to talk about a little bit later in the uh, Karate Kid series. Yeah, I, I guess I, I don't know who's paying the bills, but I was under the impression... Netflix is distributing, but Marvel is putting up the bank to make the the shows, or it's at least like a a deal where both of them are putting up money for it. I think true. Both of them are putting up money for it. Yeah, I think it's a joint venture. Whereas now that they own Miller World, they're paying for the whole thing, right? Because yeah. it's their thing. So, but they don't have to. But then again, like that's where the mystery of the Netflix model comes in. Like how does Netflix, like I know s subscribers, but like, I, I don't know any other Avenue that they would make money other than subscribe, but I guess that's a powerful thing. Like they just keep growing and growing. Um, and they just need more 
what the, what they're in a quest for is th- that the the content that they own completely and this is one step and one giant chunk of having like a, a a one of the more creative minds of our time who has been able to crank out successful comic books and successful uh, future films. Mm-hmm. Now they have like him on lockdown, basically making content for them. And it's like a test, like the comics might be like a testing ground for the stuff that, that uh, they put out there. It's kind of impressive to think about how much in cinema, like superhero cinema, Mark Miller is responsible for over the last decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, kick ass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Kingsman. Yep. Those are his own creations. Then when he dabbled in Marvel, Civil Wanted. War, Wanted, like, Old Man Logan. That, yeah, like, that's th- true. I mean, this guy the, is the responsible that- for so many major, big, uh, money-making behemoths for these companies. Basically, the versions of the Avengers that we see on the screen are pretty much that's the fair ultimates. too. Right, it's the Ultimates. Yep, like that scene where Captain America, you know, when they first wake Captain America up, it's sort of it's not exactly, but it's reminiscent of how Mark Miller did that same thing in one of the first issues of the Ultimate. Yep, Samuel Jackson. I mean, that's. That comes out of a comic book that Mark Miller wrote. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, it, he has a pretty big um, push on what current pop culture looks like. So I think this is an extremely savvy move by Netflix. It, it is. Like, at it, it, it face value, I want to dismiss it and be like, well, you know, like, it's Mark Miller. It's, it's not like they nabbed Stanley and all of his creations. But when you sit back and you <clears> think <throat> of all the things that he's actually been responsible for it is hard to argue with that track record like i can't outside of stan lee name one singular creator that has been that influential from you know in the comic book world to what we have seen translated to the screen yeah it's tough to really it's tough to say anybody else i think mark miller really gets the uh the tip of the hat there i mean he really has influence a lot of what we know and see now. And typically, I hate Mark Miller books because I hate the characters. I always think the characters are abhorrent pieces of shit. And they're completely irredeemable, and I kind of just don't Didn't he also do a book called Irredeemable? I believe that he did do a book called Irredeemable. He did. (laughs) I don't think that it might not be in the Miller world, though. I think it might No, you know what? Actually, uh, Mark Wade wrote that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but I, there are a few exceptions like Starlight I thought was quite good and I really enjoyed the crap out of Empress. Um, and I really liked Civil War. I really, really liked Old Man Logan. So, I mean, there's definitely exceptions, but typically, boy, is he right? Just unlike, like, how can you take Captain America and make him into someone that you just can't wait to see get killed? See, I disagree with that. I always liked his version of Cap in Ultimates. And I reread all that stuff within the last six months with with a, an eye to, like, is Captain America a total fucking asshole? And I don't think he was. Like, sure, there are very Miller-like moments where even when, like, yes, Hank Pym deserved to get the shit beat out of him. But 
Like, I think the way that Captain America did it in, like, the fucking joy that he took out of, like, caving his face in. Right. Is uncharacteristic of, of Captain, Captain America. America. Exactly. But, the so, way that he, hey, how, what, let me get a look at that gash on your face, he says to Bruce Banner. What gash? What does he do? Punches him out. He kicks, he kicks him, him in the face. He kicks him in the face and puts a big gash across his face. Yeah. Now, in, can we give the listeners context? Did Bruce Banner not just destroy downtown New York? Well, the Hulk point? did. The Hulk did, but is it was isn't it a result of Bruce Banner? You know. Well, I mean, he's not in control when that happens. Didn't he make himself turn into the Hulk at that point? He did because Bruce's plan was um, we need to have I a need villain. to unite the Avengers, so right. I will sacrifice myself to bring them all mm. together. Yeah. So okay, but it it was. Still yeah, like, out of like the whole thing. Chris Evans isn't doing that. You the know? whole thing. The whole thing's written unlikably. Like none of the, like. Well, I like Tony Stark and the Ultimates, but yeah, like Caps, like Caps, kind of a jerk, and uh, you know Bruce Banner isn't. He isn't. He's like a sniveling loser. He's not trying mm-hmm. to like be the good guy and fight the Hulk nature. He's just trying to like underhandedly win Betty back the whole time. Hank Pym's just a fucking psychotic domestic asshole. woman beater. Like, like yeah. there he really pushed it. And I guess at the at the time he wrote it, that's what all that stuff was like that's what they were doing. They were doing Mark Miller's version of the Avengers because it was the ultimate universe and this was the ultimate version of these characters. Thank goodness Kevin Feige stripped a lot of that mess out of there. Yeah, yeah that was probably a pretty uh, savvy move on his yeah, part. He kept Kevin Feige kept all the good stuff and left all the uh, you know savage woman beating on the cutting room floor. Right. So let's shift gears and talk about a little cable. Who's excited for Cable and Deadpool 2? Um, I don't see any hands being raised. No one's jumping at this question. Come on. I don't know. Cable, I mean, it, 90s darling. It, Pouchy, shiny eye. He's the metal arm. Isn't Cable like the, you know, jokingly epitome of what 90s comics were? Oh, absolutely. You know, um... Everybody had a shiny eye for a while there. Everybody had a bunch, uh, a ton of pouches and a big badass gun. He looks, it, it looks great. This picture that was released on uh, Ryan Reynolds released one, and then Rob Liefeld letter, later. Then Rob Liefeld released about a billion. I, I've only seen, I saw two, like one with him in the makeup chair. He released chair the same and, two a billion okay. times. So I, like, yeah, I, there's a full body one, and it looks good. I mean, it looks like Abel. It's fun. I have I've never read Cable in anything. I've never read a comic book that Cable's been in. I think the closest I think maybe I read an Ultimate X Men that Cable was in. But yeah, I, I don't, don't think even that counts. I don't Ultimate... I don't even know if that if I if I'm just making that up. Isn't Ultimate Cable Wolverine, Matt? 
Oh, you got me there. I don't know. I, I, I don't think was. I read it long enough to know that. Yeah, I thought it was some weird thing where Wolverine gets sent into the future and then comes back, and it's something fucking stupid. Not that Scott Summers' kid getting sent to the future and then coming back as an old man is any better, but <laughs> it's a little better. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, he's awfully monochromatic, isn't he? In the pictures. Um, yeah, you would think that there would be some blue. I always associate yeah. cable with blue. It's blue and so. yellow, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. But not like in a X-Men-y kind of way. More like, that's just that guy's colors. Like, it never felt like he was wearing part of the X-Men gear. No, de- definitely like blue is the, the color that right. I think of. There's not even wearing. a hint of it. No, but it, do- it still doesn't, it doesn't break it for me. He still looks like cable to me. Except for I, this teddy bear on his... Yeah, I don't get that head. either, but whatever. I'm sure that's I'm, a joke that we'll love. Um, yeah, right. I, I'm confident that it will be good. I'm confident that I'll probably be more into Cable than I was Deadpool, much like I enjoyed Colossus more in that movie than I enjoyed Deadpool in the first one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that Deadpool was just okay. I don't... I'm not one of the, like, the crazy fans for it so i'm not particularly crapping myself with excitement over this see um, i thought that deadpool in that first movie was pretty fucking great i'm not a huge comic book deadpool fan i yeah. don't really like him i hate the effect that deadpool as a character has had on cosplayers throughout the nation the license to be an asshole but deadpool Ryan Reynolds' portrayal of that character in the movie was pretty fucking good. It was. I just wasn't that into the movie. Um, That's fair. I mean, I enjoyed the jokes and everything, but wasn't my thing. And <clears throat> I'm I'm interested and kind of excited to see a character that I've known since I've been into comics mm-hmm. finally coming to life in a relatively faithful way. Um, these production photos though never really tell the full story. Like the one that I always think back to was the uh, Thomas Jane as the Punisher, the first time you ever saw him. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I I remember that a little bit. What was the problem with it? Um, he didn't he didn't have the the logo. No, if no, I no, remember, no, right? no, no. He had it. At which I'm trying to think. Well, you tell me then. I must be misremembering. Well, I'm going to let you look it up. Just look up uh, Thomas Jane Punisher promotion photo or something like that. Because there was a glaring problem. When you see it, you're just like, oh, wait a second. Something's not right here. Well, this one that I picked up here, it, he just has a t- This one, he has the t-shirt with the, the sleeves cut off. That's let me see ridiculous. It. Is this the one you're talking about? No, no, that's not it. I'll, I'll show you. Um, this is great radio. We gotta. Yeah, sorry, sorry, everybody. <laughs> so yeah, th- when it first came out, I was like, terrible casting. Who? How could you? And then you finally see like real movie shots and everything, and um, and it just made a lot more sense. But when yeah. you saw the the photo at first, it was. 
it was almost unbelievable that they would do this. And I'm really having a hard time finding it. Well, just tell me. So what, just tell tell me what you saw. He had blonde hair. Thomas Jane is not a natural <laughs> dark-haired man. He has dirty blonde hair. And if there's one thing the Punisher shouldn't have, it's blonde hair. I don't ever remember seeing... Maybe I'll just type in blonde hair. I don't ever remember seeing that. I would have freaked out. That would have been terrible. You saw it. I'm sure you saw it. I... There it is. I'm... Oh, yeah. I don't remember seeing it then, though. Yeah. Um, well, that, that doesn't... That just looks like... Uh, hey, I got this movie. I'm going to... Go buy a Punisher shirt and take a picture in it. It's it's bad. Yeah. He does. He looks terrible in it. Even uh, Dolph Lundgren the, had the decency to dye his hair. The T-shirt looks terrible. His pants are pulled up to his to his chest. Well, Thomas Jane dyed his hair. Yeah, he did. He this did was eventually. Just like, uh, he was this Jack was... Jet Black shoe polish Punisher by the end. <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I could be more excited about this cable stuff, but right, I have no connection to the cable character whatsoever. I I think he made an appearance in an Ultimate X Men comic, but that's it. Like I know Cable as the the epitome of '90s comics. You know, he's just pouches and the big arm and the shiny eye and right. every time i see him it's rob liefeld's art which is as much as rob liefeld is the patron saint of the mixos comic book podcast i've never been a fan of of the way he draws faces so right like i just ha- i have no connection to this and he, he, josh brolin looks neat he looks diesel he looks tough yeah he does he could probably beat me up he could definitely beat me up. Should uh, should his arm look more like Winter Soldier's arm? Yeah, I I I don't like the T-shirt because you can't see the arm. Like it seems like every time Cable makes an appearance somewhere, he you see the the whole arm. You see you know the bicep it's, and the shoulder. Right. It's usually a gloved arm. He usually has a glove over top of his hand. Yeah. Yeah. This one seems. A little toned down, right? Like he's, they tried to make it less metallic-y. Maybe yeah. that's a decision because they thought, "Oh, we can't do this because it'll look just like Winter Soldier." Yeah, I think, but it should. It should look just like the Winter Soldier arm, yeah. but without the star. Right. Y- yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I get why. It's not the same. I think it's pretty cool too the way you see the cybernetics coming up like all the way up his neck a little bit from his skin. arm and into the skin. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's pretty interesting. But he I mean he's missing the trademark blue. He's missing kind of that that yellow shoulder pad and I know it's super 90s but geez, like that's part of what made him him. I think there's a way to do that in a you know in a way that kind of retains that general sense of color or composition and and they just completely decided to go straight up army cable is there a version that's army cable yeah the movie one (laughs) in the source material oh um i I don't know you're more of the x-men guy than we are 
Yeah, I, I think that as it went a little further, there might have been a more, like, uh, you know, pared down version. But the the blue is the thing that stands out to me. Like almost every version that I can think of, um, cables wearing something blue. So they they kind of missed on that. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's actually a pretty big miss. The more I think about it. Um, but you know, once again, who knows? Like this is a production shot. That's right. Who, who knows? They might even hear this podcast and which is likely get the feedback and be like, "Oh shit, you know what? We totally fucked you up." You think Rob Liefeld doesn't listen to this? Oh, he definitely does. He's been he's essentially he's our bumper half the time. So, yeah, yeah, he'll 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 get the message. So, I mean, yeah, just look at the T-shirt that Thomas Jane is wearing in that production photo, and and it looks like he just bought it along with the trench coat that he just bought from the Spirit Halloween store, along with that fingerless gloved glove. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, but other than that, like I think that this is this is fairly faithful. That gun's the biggest fucking gun on the face of the planet. <laughs> like so, they they got that Liefeld ism That's true. down. Um, they he's got a shitload of pouches. The they gun gotten rid of that and been like, oh, the, that was the '90s. We're gonna streamline it down. Nope, they kept all the ridiculous pouches with gigantic yeah. bullets on them. It looks fucking silly. Like yeah. they could even just go in there and change a little bit of the like adjust the hue on that T-shirt, and I think everybody would be like, yeah, it's fucking can it, can it yeah. just be a navy shirt? navy blue it doesn't need yeah. to be bright royal yeah. blue and who knows they might do that no matt you it needs to be bright royal blue your well, your connections to the past are so tied so deep your roots your roots stretch so far navy blue is not an option i don't know you tell me how much do you like the uh the desaturated dark blue of superman in uh man of steel I don't like that's it. That's what I thought. Ian, but, next. But, um, that's not... In fact, I Matt, think it's one of the biggest things that you hate about Matt, that. Yeah, but that's that's not an, that's not an argument. They didn't make... <laughs> it's not an argument It isn't an I argument. Won. No, you it's didn't... It's the exact same thing that we're talking about. Yeah, no, no Matt, you, you didn't make a point at all. Like, <laughs> I totally made no, a point. you didn't And I made you look foolish. All right, and here's where I'm going to counter it and like make you look foolish. Impossible. It would be different if they made Superman army colors. They didn't. He's still blue, so I'm okay with blue. Right. What I'm saying is you wouldn't be okay if he was navy, like Superman is navy. You mean like a blue, like how Superman is in Man of Steel? Yeah. No, it's not the right color. Just like you're not okay with that color in your beloved Man of Steel, it's not okay when other characters don't have their appropriate color schemes. Same thing. It's not. It's not the same thing because you're you're not okay with. You're not okay with the the navy. I'm okay with Superman being a darker blue. Oh, I he's didn't been know a darker okay. blue. I stand corrected. In a lot of very, he's been a darker blue in different animated series since the original. He's been darker blue in the comics. Um, I have a problem with the desaturation of everything. In the DC movies. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's still blue. Like, so, that's fine. So, I would 
think you would be okay if Cable was at least blue. At least make him a shade of blue. I think that would be better. That's all I said first, and you rolled your eyes, and you were like... Better, but not still not okay. Like, Just make him the right fucking color. They can't do that these days. But what I'm saying is, you don't like the color of the beloved Superman and the beloved Man of Steel. Why can't anybody else besides the beloved Superman and the beloved Man of Steel be the appropriate color? Cable can be a little brighter. Okay. Superman can be a little brighter. Okay, there we go. Yeah, everyone can be a little bit brighter, i.e. what Marvel's been doing. They have been making their shit bright. They're and, cranking up that brightness. And guess who's still Thor Ragnarok's selling the most be neon? <laughs> yeah, right. right. They've, gone, neon, they've right? gone straight to neon. I think they're shooting people at some point with neon guns. I'm excited for it. So um, I guess, like, I I don't know. Like, the way Deadpool's colors are, I guess I would expect Cable to be a little more. Look a little more traditional, but the, like there's so much going on with cable. You go down the cable checklist, they got a lot right. Like, I maybe if I had some connection to cable, I'd be a little more upset about the shirt color. But, well, I mean, like, who knows? Who knows if he wears blue at any point in the movie or not? Like, he might. Like, the, this might be something that they, they put out there and they're like, ah, shit, you know, we got a lot of feedback. We need to fucking at least put a blue t-shirt on this cat. Like, they might change it. Who knows? So, I'm not... And even if he's wearing a brown shirt, it's kind of... It's a bit nitpicky. Brown is a part of some of the color scheme of what he wears. It's not the main thing. It's not the defining color of that character. That is true. I will, I will say that. Every, every picture that you pull up, type in Cable X-Force, it's going to be fucking blue cable. Yeah, and big shoulder pads, and he doesn't have those, but yet, that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. But I mean, like, who knows? Like, maybe he he might have shoulder pads later on or at some point in the movie, or... We right, don't know. Like, this is one picture. Right, that's true. I, I think thought, that generally, they got it right. If they wanted to do something kind of cool, because, like, in some renditions, he's got kind of the yellow... The, the lone yellow shoulder pad. Yes. And yes, uh, yes. it goes over his right shoulder. Like maybe if you wanted to give him a blue shirt with like a yellow sleeve or something, just to kind of represent those things. If you don't want to go full on 90s pouches and shoulder pads, you could... I think they did a good job with the pouches of kind of including them without including them. Yeah, I, I don't think that they... I don't think they ducked a lot of that stuff. Like, they have... He's got uh, quite a few pouches there. So like, you got, it's strange that the one thing that they, like, sort of whiffed on was just a simple, like, color of a t-shirt. Like, they did everything else. You guys don't know what the teddy bear's about? No, that That's seems, not like a... That's not a long held on... That's, um, yeah, that's not like a chimichanga joke or some. No, not, not... Maybe it will be. Like, I'm not an expert on Cable. Um, I do know of him and his origins and all that, but, I mean, he's not one of my favorite characters, so I don't know all the jokes that could possibly be there, but um, I don't think that that's anything that has ever been covered before, so so we'll see. Um, When's Deadpool 2 come out? Next spring? Um, did it, did it, I'm not sure. I'm sure everybody will jump on our shit if we say it wrong. So we'll just say next year at some point. 
That works. Matt, when's... Uh, it's uh, coming out June 1st. Oh, June 1st. Mm-hmm. Matt, when's the Karate Kid a spinoff comedy come out? That's going to come out in 2018. Uh, same year as Deadpool 2. And uh, that is going to be on everyone's favorite internet streaming service, YouTube Red. The company that somehow beat out um, Netflix in a bidding war, and I guess Amazon Prime in a bidding war for this TV show, which is going to be called... Is it because Amazon and Netflix wanted it for a dollar? I don't know. My guess is that... I think there are some series that that have built-in name recognitions that might get you to... Like, as, as far as brand new series that might get you to subscribe to the service. Mm-hmm. Like, let me give you some examples. Ash versus the Evil Dead on Stars. Um, Did that get di- you to subscribe? No, but I thought about it. Okay. Uh, Indie Project on Hulu? Did that get you to subscribe? No. But that's another good one. Strike two. Maybe <laughs> Daredevil on Netflix, the first Marvel TV show. I think I, I did. I think a lot of people are for that. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I think you did because you were a hold a long time holdout. Yeah. So it can happen. So when you have this built-in thing, I think that these companies probably realize that there's a really good opportunity to get new subscribers mm-hmm. with something like this. And I think the demographic of subscribers for these streaming services are probably our age. Guys that grew up watching 1984's Karate Kid all those years ago. We're like the prime people that this is made for. This seems like the appropriate vehicle, like a streaming service. It seems way more at home there than it would be like on NBC or something. And... I just can't get excited about YouTube Red. Like, what else is on there? I know they let you, like, I know they say, you know, listen to your music. I don't know what music we're talking about. I don't know who's listening to their music on YouTube. Right. I guess, like, millennial fucks, but. Right. Well, don't millennial fucks listen to Spotify and all that shit? No, older people like myself listen to Spotify. It's the same as listening to Pandora. It's it's right in our. I think age Pandora bracket. is older. Yeah, I think Pandora, Pandora is, Pandora's is older. older too. I who, listen to Spotify. That's that's a normal I, thing to listen to. Who listens right, to I do Apple, Apple Music. Apple who listens music? to music on YouTube? Fucking people, because that's what but they're now, pushing. YouTube Red. One one of the things is you can have YouTube minimized on your phone, but right? Still be able to listen to music, right? Like you can go to other apps and your your content will still play. Uh, so you can still listen to your music while you, you know, go and look up scores on ESPN or whatever. So or milk animas. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Where, what episode can folks find that? That's for the that long, lovely topic. That's for the longtime fans. That's that was last week. Everyone <laughs> listening since two oh six. There's everybody who didn't shut us off after last week. We opened with milk enemas. We did. We hit them strong. It'll it'll be interesting to see what the numbers look like for this episode after that last one. Big milk enema spike. Yeah, like 
Matt, whenever you first told me about this Karate Kid business, you buried you buried the YouTube Red stuff because I was I was getting excited. I was getting in. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, Billy Zabka's back in. Ralph Macho's gonna be back. I'm fucking do this. You told me a little bit of the plot. I was like, all right. And then you were like, it's gonna be on YouTube Red, and like <coughs> I could hear the brakes in my brain squeal. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like I. I don't even know what YouTube Red is. Is this new? Is Karate it's relatively Kid new? Be the I think it's probably their first really big thing that's going to get like new subscribers and droves. If it turns out that this looks promising, so let's just talk a little bit about the show first. It's going to be called Cobra Kai. Here's where the brakes kind of like started screeching for me. Actually, was when it. <sighs> What's this website? Um, I believe it's Variety or somebody was... No, this is on comingsoon.net where they they refer to it as a a comedy. It's a 10-episode straight-to-series Cobra Kai half-hour comedy set 30 years after The Karate Kid Part 3, which was the second All-Valley Karate tournament where Daniel-san defended his, his title... Um, one year later against the bad boy, you guessed it, Mike Barnes. But Karate Kid used his kata to defeat the bad boy and, and, and Terry Silver and, and, and John Kreese to, to retain his stature as all Valley's, uh, Karate champion. Who knows what happened in the third year? But anyway, this is... 30 years after that, that, that unlikely victory. And now we're going to, we're going to find a, you're hype on this. A reprised Johnny, (laughs) Johnny Lawrence is back. Paul, everyone's favorite. Um, what's his name? Uh, William Zabka, Billy Zabka, Billy Zabka. Some people call him William, like me, like me and his mom. And uh, so Mama anyway, Zabs. he's yeah, Mama Zabs. He's coming back. He's going to reprise the role of Johnny, which I think is great. It's interesting though because it felt like Johnny was making that turn at the beginning of the Karate Kid Part Two when John Kreese starts beating that's the shit what, out that's of what upsets, his star pupil. That's what upsets me the most about this because at the end of Karate Kid One, uh, Johnny Lawrence starts coming around. Well, and hold on. Not, How much was he coming around? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're he right. He comes around he, at the end, all he, like pretty much all the way. Yeah, he says you deserve this. And yeah, and yeah, he gives him props. That's right. Yeah, so to have him go back to being a bad guy, like I mean, I'm like I, I guess the comedy will work better that way, but I'd almost prefer a ten episode drama. About like how, what he's been up to, and like how like he and Daniel Larusso are dealing with mm-hmm. like their lives thirty years after all this early success, all these you know triumphs. I'd like I'd, I'd even like I would be okay if they did a ten episode drama. They show you what they're doing now. We saw what happened to Daniel after Karate Kid one. We could even do flashbacks where we see what Johnny went through. 
you know, with like still being part of Cobra Kai, still having to deal with Kreese, still trying getting out of that situation. You know, they could they could do a season where it's half present day and half like Johnny getting out of the thumb of Sensei Kreese. Like, I think that's that could be a pretty interesting well, story. If you remember in the Karate Kid Part Three, after the first All Valley tournament, the whole school shut down. So Kreese mm. went away. The whole thing went away, and then they started to try to bring it back with Terry Silver and his endless bags of money that he. I don't know how he was so rich, but he started throwing all this money at. He looked like Terry Silver. Always looked like he was winning all that money. In the Street Fighter tournament. <laughs> like he had beaten Guile on some <laughs> foreign island and got those bags of money. It was such an elaborate plan to destroy like a high school kid. Or oh, I'm sorry, no, he was a college kid because he had just started, he was about to start college, but instead he decided to put his college savings into. That's right, Ian. A bonsai tree shop. <clears throat> Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees. You remember. What a dope. Ultimately, this doesn't need made. No. Not at all. I, but- I assume whoever's making this decided, you know what, this is a property that we can probably milk. And it's best done as a comedy at this point. Well, Clearly, Ralph Macchio and Ralph- William Zabka... Agree. Right. Well, Machio and Zabka are executive producers, so that's who's making this. And well, what have they been doing lately? Yeah, but executive producer is just, it's just, you know, a title. They're not necessarily making this. Okay. So here's who's involved. Uh, you got Josh Heald, who wrote Hot Tub Time Machine. I never got, saw Hot Tub Time Machine. I'm, I'm I'm under the impression that I would love it. Um, it's really good. I saw I saw both of them. The second one is funny as well, but the first one is definitely something that you should see. I think yeah. you would like it. You got John Hurwitz and also Hayden uh, Schlossberg. They worked on the Harold and Kumar trilogy. Those three are going to be writing this. Um, and then John Hurwitz and Schlossberg are also going to direct the bulk of the 10 episodes. Um, Ralph Macchio and Billy Zabka are going to star in it. So here's, here's the, um, here's the pitch from, um, from Josh Heald, the guy that wrote, um, Hot Tub Time Machine. Like everyone who grew up in the 1980s, the three of us are enormous fans of the Karate Kid. Uh, Cobra Kai will be a true continuation of the original films packed with comedy, heart, and thrilling fight scenes. We can't wait to reignite the LaRusso-Lawrence rivalry, and we're thankful to our partners at YouTube Red, Sony Pictures Television, and Overbrook for their shared enthusiasm in making our dream project a reality. So if this is their dream project, and they're already huge fans, I'd like to hope that they treat this with the respect and the care that it deserves. I hope they don't just turn it into some kind of slapstick comedy hour or comedy half hour. That would just be a disaster. And and I feel like getting the original guys back, like there's a bit of a legacy, I think, to this that they won't allow to be tarnished by just 
making it into some kind of bullshit comedy. I almost always disagree with you guys when you take a stand against this thing doesn't need to be made. Who wants to see this thing? They should never make it. But I'm totally with you. Who wants to see this? I know it's supposed to be for our generation and us. I think that I'm in the basement with the only two people that could possibly actually want to see this. Because when we talked about this earlier today, I was like, who could give a flying fuck about this? And that was before I read the YouTube Red stuff. And that it was on a subpar sort of startup network. And before I knew it was a wacky comedy. Like, this sounds really fucking dumb. I think there's a good... 30 years later story out there that isn't a comedy that's not a YouTube Red. I'm sorry. I've got no respect for YouTube Red. Um, that isn't a YouTube Red 10 issue, 10, 10 issue, 10 episode series. You know, even like, I think it could still be a legitimate movie. Like it could where, you know. Like in the style of Creed. Yeah, in the style of Creed where, you know, Daniel's older, you tie in kind of, you know, like Johnny Lawrence never, you know, never really picked himself up after all that that early stuff. And you kind of tie in the redemption of Johnny Lawrence into helping, you know, this new kid that Daniel's training, you know, get to where he needs to be. So they both kind of become the the Miyagi and you know, it's their, their different styles of training that get this kid, this new kid to where he needs to be. So you have both of those characters involved and it's a more meaningful story than, and it may be, maybe they pull a uh, fresh Prince where, you know, fresh Prince was a sitcom, but it had some heavy shit. You know, maybe Johnny at one point's like, why don't my dad want me? <laughs> <laughs> what a pull, Paul. So Bravo. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe maybe they walk that that kind of line with this and it has a little more to offer uh emotionally than you'd expect. But YouTube Red, come on. Come on. I don't even know what that is. It it definitely isn't something I'm gonna subscribe to. Uh you know, that's kind of a conversation in and of itself, it's like, how many freaking subscription services can you possibly subscribe to just for like one show or maybe two shows? At some point, it becomes even more expensive than cable. Well, that's yeah, what eventually. people are, or that's what these companies are banking on is that you will still spend as much money as you did before. Um, but for years and years and years, everybody wanted a la carte programming and I only want to watch the stuff that I want to watch we're getting to that reality where you can pick the stuff that you want to watch if you want to you can pull you know Hulu and you can have HBO for a couple of months and you can have your Netflix and you can have stars for a month and cancel it like I think that's the age of where we're going and that's what a lot of people wanted for a long time or at least that's what they said they wanted uh, it's a version of a la carte I think what people mean when they say they want a la carte programming is they want one Comcast bill, right. but they want only the channels that they want. Right. That's what people. That's what people mean. But this is what we're getting, where you're going right. to have to subscribe. When they said that, there. they didn't think, "Boy, I hope we get all these different 
online streaming services that cost between eight and twelve dollars a piece every month. Like that's not what they meant when they said it. Right, because then you're paying your base cable bill to get your to get four right. channels plus sporting events. Right. And now I've gotta get I've gotta subscribe to Hulu to get these different shows. I've gotta get Netflix because yeah, it's crazy. You know, only one show signed up for Netflix. Uh, I gotta get CBS All Access because Star, Star Trek, Trek, which McCullough yeah. is only gonna be on CBS All Access. Like it's fucking it, bullshit. Well, it's the it's the backlash to the cable cutting from the people that are making content. So it's it's insane. Uh, at some point, like something's got to give. Like we can't just keep shelling out money for everything that we want to see. Well, I think something did give. I mean, people made a stand and they said, I'm not going to, I don't watch any of these shows. I'm going to pare down my cable or get rid of it completely and right. only do who, like a gigantic chunk, you're one of them, of people don't have cable anymore. Right. And well, moved away from that. That's true. But, um, you know, there's, there's like five shows that I want to watch, but they're all on different streaming services. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so at some point it's like, what are people going to resort to? They're going to say, ah, oh, you know what? Fine. I'll pay what the show, 12 what bucks. What are these shows that you want to watch? I'd like to know. Ash versus the evil dead, right? Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it, does stars have a thing like HBO go where you can only get stars online? Yeah. I, I pay for that just for American gods and, and as soon as that's over, oh, is that I'm on cancel. stars? It's on stars. It's really good, but once uh, it's I didn't over, know it was on stars. I'm gonna cancel. But it also is Ash uh, versus the Evil Dead, mm-hmm. which I have yet to watch. But at some point, I'm gonna. It's check pretty it out. good. I hear good things. So, so that's one. What uh, Netflix? I'm sure there's something on Netflix that you Stranger watch. Things. Stranger Things. Um, Game of Thrones. Although I'm behind, but HBO. still. Um. I do have a, a slight interest in at some point getting caught up on The Walking Dead. Um, I don't know. I'd have to think. I know there's yeah. there's got to be a couple more. Yeah. But there none of them are on the same freaking channel, you know. But they are. But if you really want them, you can purchase the season pass through um, iTunes, right? What? Well, yeah. Well, yes, for some. Stranger Things, for example, I have. N- I don't think that's on. No, I think that's a Netflix exclusive. But for everything else, like I think that. Yeah, but Game of Thrones, you have to wait a year for it to be available. True, but that doesn't Im- impact you because you're three seasons behind. So well, what do you care. I'm one season behind, but uh, it. You know, I can if if I watch. Game of Thrones the way that I've watched all the other ones. I get caught up in a week. And then it would impact me. So what you would do then is just wait for this current season to be over. Yeah. And then buy it for buy the streaming service for a month and catch up in a month and then cancel it. Cancel it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That seems like actually a good idea. Cancel any time. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? Just wait. They're going to start boning you for like early cancellations. Shh, like, Don't say that. Don't give them that idea. <laughs> I do think it kind of sucks, though, that um, there's no way to purchase uh, Netflix original shows. I think you can you. 
I think you can buy DVDs of some of the Netflix original shows. Do they I have think them? they have them at like Target and yeah, yeah. I've seen um some of their shows there, so you can okay. do that. I don't okay. know if they I don't know if they sell Stranger Things. They might. I would imagine that I'm they looking would. on Amazon to see if it's on there. Um, yeah. Uh typed in Stranger Things and the first thing that came up with Matt, was well, wait, you you watched Stranger Things. Yeah. And you have Netflix. Yeah. But you want the DVD just home? No, no. Well, I'm wondering if if it is available to own. But anyway, uh, the first thing that pops up is uh, a mug that says mornings are for coffee and contemplation. That mm. Apparently that's Amazon's yeah, can, first Stranger Things. Yeah, it looks like you can buy a two-disc set. Um, really? Yeah. I'm missing that. I'm not seeing that anywhere. Do you have Prime, which is also another avenue to watch I, exclusive lot, lot, television on? I do not have Prime. And get your packages shipped really quickly to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have Prime and I don't have Hulu. The only thing I'm paying for right now is uh, Netflix, I think. That's a tiny bill, sir. Was that 10 bucks? Yeah, uh, 11, 10, 9, 10, 69, I think. Ian, are you sure that there's a two? It came up on some wacko website, so now I'm looking. On, uh, I just typed in Stranger Things Blu-ray. You, had, you found someone's iPad it, recording. It, it, yeah, of I'm his like, television. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was some like bootleg deal. So I don't know. You would think that Netflix would also try to leverage that as uh, yeah. It was on Bonanza.com. Who knows what the fuck that is. <laughs> Free shipping, though. So, uh, Ian, I have to actually clarify something. I am interested in this show. It's not... It doesn't sound as promising as I would like it to sound, and it's definitely off-putting that it's on YouTube Red, which, until this, I expected to kind of go the way of the Zune, but... (laughs) Nice deep pool. (laughs) But, in the meantime, this is what we have, and I'm at least intrigued... I don't. Maybe I'll do your suggestion. Try it for a month and then cancel. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these services you can try it for a month for free, um, and you can cancel. That's a thought, actually. So. Yeah, not a not a bad thought. I like that. Now, some of them don't do the the season dump like HBO Now and um, Stars came out with a, an Ash versus the Evil Dead every every week, as opposed to Netflix season dump. The season dump definitely lends itself to that hurry up and subscribe, then cancel mode, which I like, Ian. That's clever. Well, you can just wait because the current state of TV that we're in, 10 episodes, 12 episodes. So you wait a month just or two. Just wait for them to come out and then do it. Just wait for it to it. be done. Yep. For, you know, Game of Thrones will be done in a month. So you can jump on and see Ian's all the... a savvy the, guy. Look at all this. All the fun stuff. Hey, you know, cut corners here and there, you know? Well, that's yeah, that's what you got to do. I watch a lot of TV, so, um, and I watch almost all of these streaming services, and I've gotten a lot of them by hook or by crook with multiple email addresses using for like a free month here, cancel, different email, cancel. So, like, that's how I do my Hulu. Because <laughs> there's nothing, there's. There's nothing on Hulu. I watch it for Rick and Morty. So what do you do? You get Hulu for free every month with a different email address? You can do it like that. Yeah. I've only done it for two months. You scumbag. Rick and Morty only on Hulu? 
it's also on Cartoon Network, but I wanted to watch the I've, first two seasons and then and catch myself up. I've on. heard that Rick and Morty is actually a great show. It is great. It's, is it really it, great? Or you... it is, No, it's great. Okay. I, I watched the first two seasons in their entirety twice, like twice in a row. That's awesome. It's See, really the, awesome. The word that I've heard from people on that show is unanimously positive. It doesn't look great when I like see a clip of it or a picture or whatever, but man, the word of mouth on it is nothing short of like incredibly like a plus. It's really interesting sci-fi that has a lot of um, surprising heart to it. Hmm. So, um, and it, it's got goofy, wacko like what you probably know of it is like the goofy, wacky like meme culture. Of right, it. right, but right. There's much more to the show than just a bunch of memes. So cool. If if you ever wanted to get Hulu, and that's not on Netflix, it's on it's on Hulu. See, now so you can get the first ball. two seasons of it. But that's that's the one where you can get it for free. You can sign up for a month, get it for free. Cancel, cancel. Paul, I think it's time for us to cancel this episode. Unless yeah. there's anything else you wanted to cover tonight. No. That's about it. Uh, at some point, once uh, once Rick and Morty's been canceled for three seasons or three years, I'll I'll go check it out because I I can't get on the hype train. I I hear nothing but positive accounts of how great it is, and I go to bed at night and all I hear is everyone unanimously stroking their dicks over how good Rick and Morty oh is, and I can't I can't bring myself. To check it out. It's You're too fucking much, Mr. Mainstream, buddy. You love hype. that mainstream shit. I know, I know, I do, and I, I get the sense it's gonna be a lot like Harry Potter and a lot like Adventure Time, where once I finally watch it, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, this is really good. I thought you were on the Harry Potter train from the beginning. Oh, I hated Harry Potter. Did you really? Hated it. I didn't know that. It's surprising. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, this is great. Yeah, uh, so I like I, I I imagine once I watch Rick and Morty, I'm gonna I'm gonna really enjoy it, but I, I can't. I'm not ready. My I'm not ready to accept it yet. So until I am, I'm not gonna sign up for Hulu. I'm not gonna cheat Hulu for a month like Ian does every month of his life for two months. <laughs> for two months. Uh, but un- until then, we're gonna call it a night. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Hulu Sharpley. Matt Casal. We'll see you next time.